John McKenna, So Podcast. I just thought I'd give some background about my conversation with Philip Liu that you're about to listen to in this episode. For many years, I've had some really meaningful interactions with international students as people who have worked with me as support workers. Over the years, I've heard many of their stories about how hard it is to feel accepted in the community. So it was great to discuss these challenges and more when I was talking with Phil. I do hope you enjoy. I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I am making this recording. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening in Victoria, Australia. My guest on this episode is Phil Louie. Phil, how are you going, mate? Yeah, great. John, how are you? Good, good, good. Thank you so much for coming on to the So Podcast. Phil, I will be asking you to introduce yourself, but um, using things like LinkedIn and word of mouth, I'm very clear that you're a great advocate for international students in Australia. And uh, we've got some discussion points that we're going to cover. So I'll throw over to you, Phil, just to tell the audience a bit more about yourself. Sure, thanks, John, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to uh, have, a, have a chat with you as well. I too also like to acknowledge that we uh, are here on the land of the Kulin Nation and I pay my respects to the elders past, present uh, and emerging. As you've already uh, introduced, uh, I'm Philip Lee Liu. Um, I'm uh, actually uh, one of, I was fortunate enough to be uh, identified as one of the 40 under 40 most influential Asian Australians in 2019. Um, also a company director, uh, but also I'm a a councillor at uh, uh, Melbourne City Council, but also more fundamentally uh, for this discussion anyway, uh, I'm a big advocate um, for international students uh, here in uh, Victoria and in Melbourne uh, because uh, uh, I feel they are such a vital part, important part of our community. Phil, can I start by, let's define the definition of an international student. Uh, we all hear it all the time, but what does it mean? What's the classification of an international student? It's quite interesting. Look, it's, it's someone who, um, you know, decided to come here to study um, and also to, whether it be for one of our many other uh, international education providers, I think in, in the most simplest terms, it's something that they've, it's, you know, they, they've usually uh, quite young and uh, they've, they've come here to try and gain, um, you know, extra knowledge uh, and everything. So, you know, in a very short term, that is uh, pretty much how, how we define them. Um, I actually don't really, yes, I know that, you know, we talk about international students, but I, I see them, uh, I don't, when I see them down the street, I know we have many here and down in Melbourne, but I don't actually see them as kind of a, you know, international student or anything. I see people. I just see some, because Melbourne is such a multicultural city, I just see people who, uh, who wants to learn, who wants to better themselves, who would like potentially a better future. Uh, and to learn and make new new connections. So for me, that is what I think an international student here in Melbourne is. But I, I, I think of them as a, no matter what, I always think of them as a Melbourneian. And that's how it should be for sure. And naturally, the contribution they give to Melbourne and Australia. So I'm sure there's lots of data out there, but do you want to perhaps touch on that a bit more as far as, you know, you speaking earlier off air about 
international students are working across a number of careers, uh, medical research. So it's uh, they're definitely out there <laughs> playing a really crucial role. Um, and of course, this episode's all about COVID. But um, I noticed in the media we saw that even the government have acknowledged the support from international students and changed some of the rulings around that. Is that correct? Or have I got that right? Yeah, so the, so the federal government has and this has kind of really really discussing about uh, how they can help support international students. Um, I think it's still being discussed at the moment. I think it's been finalised. Last time I checked, I'm not too sure I haven't been uh, uh, across all the news uh, so far. But um, but just going back to your question, John, but yes, um, you know, they contribute so much. I, I note that especially during this time of uh, COVID-19 crisis, many of them are actually uh, in the front line of, uh, you know, helping um, I guess Australia and, and the community, you know, whether it be through as a nurse in hospital, whether it be as a researcher, uh, you know, in the labor- laboratory to, you know, trying to find a cure. You know, what, what a great story that would be if we can actually say, you know, uh, an international student studying here, you know, was able to help in partnership with Australian universities find a cure for COVID-19. Uh, you know, that would be such a great story to hear. Uh, but I also note, you know, for example, uh, in UK, you know, when the prime, you know, UK Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson was sick, the two nurses that he was asked to look after him was both foreigners. Yes. Uh, one a New Zealander and one's a, a Port- uh, from Portugal. Yes. Now, you know, it's, it's, and it just shows the kind of the, the, the contributions that make that, but we don't really see that. And I think it's, it's also, uh, it's a good and a bad thing because people don't see, you know, the, the classification, you know, there's no one's really been walking around as a international student. But, you know, the what what they have contribute is just an uh, amazing piece, which, you know, we don't even scratch the surface. Um, and I thought what I said to you, John, you know, what I always tell people, if one's, if, if we're, we're defined, the, you know, this, you know, people by citizenship and allegiance to the country by how much they contribute and, or, you know, they you know, we swear oath and everything, Surely, you know, when we look at some of the international students who've the, 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 the contributions, sacrifice that they have made, uh, and, you know, all the other things, surely you can tell me that, you know, they, they, they are no less than anybody else who's contributing a lot uh, to our society. So international students play a big part in, in the advancement of Australia. Mm. And I think we are up against mainstream media, um, which will commentate on many things, of course, but. You know, sadly, we're always hearing about, um, you know, international students is just a great income for Australia. Mm. That personally pisses me off big time. <laughs> and uh, yep, secondly, okay. I just love the, you know, I love the culture that comes into this country. So we yeah. need to learn about, think differently um, about, you know, I can talk about Asians compared to Westerns and all that. Everyone's got their own view on this, but I guess as someone who has a disability, um, I'll just throw that into the mix. Um, the caring nature where, you know, even if we look at aged care, uh, Western culture will very quickly put people into aged care facilities uh, where the Asian community is all about supporting their own family in their own homes. So there's all that sort of stuff, which I think is not identified enough. No, and I, I totally agree with you, John. Um, you know, they're not a commodity, they're people. Um, and I think we shouldn't uh, view them uh, otherwise. You know, I really love what uh, Duncan Muscal, the Vice Chancellor of Melbourne Uni, thinks. You know, he's saying, you know, we we should never see them as a kind of a commodity or economy. Uh, we see them as people. Um, and you're completely right. You know, the contribution they make uh, because they they bring 
um, a, their culture and also they bring a new way of thinking. You know, when I was at uni, what I really loved was the fact that I can have somebody from South America, somebody from India, somebody from China, somebody from UK and somebody from um, um, US. Um, and that's where it really benefits the local community, the local students, because they are able to build a global network uh, which will help their careers. You know, imagine, you know, being able to pick up a phone, you know, you know down later down the, uh, when you're, when you're, you know, in the workforce to say, Hey, look, I don't know what's happening in the US at the moment, but you know, Hey, can you tell me what's happening? Uh, because of, you know, the bond that they've shared. So, you know, we, we need to Australia because we're so kind of uh, far away from the rest of the world. If you want to, if you want to put it that way, Agreed. the fact that we have such a multicultural and international community here in Melbourne. It's, it's amazing. And I think we, we take for granted that some of the things that they uh, they bring. Obviously, everyone's listening to this, I hope. Looking closely at the word anxiety uh, and confusion, I think uh, I've met many international students over the years and they arrive and they learn quickly and they try to learn what do I need to do to assimilate. They do lots of research on the website, talk to lots of people. But right now, I think um, not just COVID, but there are lots of other types of conscious and unconscious bias going on. When we talk about anxiety and confusion, um, as your role as an advocate and working one-on-one, but even at a systemic level, how are we handling making people have that level of comfort around anxiety? Yeah, and that's a, that's a real good, good, uh, good question. Um, I think, look, you know, we've, Given the current climate, especially with the crisis, uh, with COVID-19 and everything, you know, people are very, uh, it's in their nature to be very fearful. And as a result, you know, we, we have seen, especially for the international students, they do feel a lot of anxiety, uh, confusion. And also sometimes they just need a bit of support. Uh, if you really want to see that support come down to, uh, Melbourne Town Hall, where there is, a uh, international students have just lined up. Uh, to pick up a, you know, a voucher, a $200 voucher to get essential food. So it's, it's quite important that, you know, we, we, we acknowledge that, you know, not every one of them, because there, there are, you know, they're, they're away from the comfort of their home. They're away in a different in, environment. So they definitely feel, I think, the anxiety and confusion. And sometimes, uh, when you have the media and the uh, miscommunication, uh, it just adds other levels on top of that. Uh, which we, you know, uh, which I think is uh, really unfortunate because we, we we do, I think all levels of government, regardless, you know, and I think taken out of context in some cases, but all levels of government, real, you know, really are very supportive and very uh, supportive of the international students. I think the anxiety and confusion is mostly come from the fact that it's it's always a hard thing to move to another country to start your life. And to kind of build that for the, you know, for three to five years and potentially even more. And, you know, when you're alone here, um, you know, you can only count on some of your friends, but then when your friends are also who are trying to learn and also trying to find their way, I think it's also difficult. So yeah, I think there's a real uh, anxiety in the fear because a lot of support the government have given, um, they, they fall through the cracks, right? They, they don't, they're not eligible for many of the support that they have. So I think, you know, they, the fear and anxiety and confusion sometimes come from the fact that they tend to be forgotten when things uh, happen and it's something that we shouldn't try to forget. Where international students make the decision to 
perhaps connect with locals, and I'll say the word locals as in Australians, and I don't want to use the word mentor. Oh, mentor's all right. That men, mm. Being a mentor, you see that in the workplace. But your thoughts on the value of connecting with locals that you trust? Yeah, I think it's a, um, I, I always encourage people. You know, when I was, uh, me personally, I always loved working with uh, international students because, you know, when it gives me a different perspective from one, it, it makes, it helps me build a new connection globally without having to leave Australia. Uh, but also the fact that I, I learned something new uh, in terms of culture um, and uh, uh, different things. You know, for example, I now whenever I meet, uh, meet any of my friends from, uh, you know, the Middle East, I always, uh, you know, go, Salam alaikum. And if they actually say anything, I would say, Alaikum salam. So I know how to greet and I know the culture and everything. So I think it's quite important. I think locals, local students or locals, uh, as uh, not even students, but locals have real great opportunity to uh, really, uh, because Australia is a multicultural c- uh, country and we're based on, we're sure. built on that. Yes. And I think that is so important. And and the, and if you look at the um, the growth over the last few years and also the percentage of our population where we get it from, majority of that is actually from international students who've um, spent their time here, who've loved so much that they've decided to stay. And I think Australia is richer uh, because of that. Um, I think we are better because of that. And so, you know, that's why it's so crucial to ensure that in the time of crisis, we don't um, forget in the international students and we, you know, we, we show, you know, uh, they've made a decision to come here. Then it's now our turn to really, to kind of really push and to support them in this time of need. And I always say, you know, I spoke to one of the international students um, and, the, and uh, their parents you know, for me, you know, I've, I was an international student as well uh, when I did my gap here. But, you know, to think that if I was a parent here and my kids are overseas, I would want them, I want to have that confidence and relief that if there, anything does happen, they are looked after. So I think it's only fair that I think we should also do the same, not because it's, the, you know, because it's the right thing to do and also it's the, it's the best way to do. So you've spoken about locals connecting, but from an international student perspective, uh, what advice do you give them who want to connect with locals? You know, it's not just about going for that coffee or the pub or to the football. <laughs> you know, this oh, is I think, the, I think a lot st- of, uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> many, many international students uh, never heard about the pub and uh, Palmer and, uh, and everything. But after uh, one or two years here, I think uh, uh, they really do love it. Um, and there's some great stories, uh, you know, connected to that. Look, I think, I, I just say, look, be who you are. Uh, don't try to, you know, you know, pretend that you're something not something that you're comfortable with. I always say sport is a great way because it's a team building exercise. Sure. And it's, it's one that, you know, Australia's, you know, especially here in Melbourne, we're, we're a sport loving capital and we're, we're so uh, passionate about it. Uh, that I think it's, it's quite, uh, you know, a lot of the Indian, uh, students that I've spoken with love playing in cricket, uh, with a lot of, our, uh, the local, uh, community groups. But, uh, you know, I would say, you know, um, sport is a great way to connect. Um, one of the things I've actually seen recently is also the charities and also giving back. That's a great way. A lot of the students really, you know, you know, and I think that's really shameful that a lot of the, the conversations about, you know, the students come here, they don't do anything, they don't contribute. A lot of them do, you know, are, are in charity, you know, help charities. They do, you know, put a lot of effort into that. And so I would actually say that's a really great way to meet new people. Uh, because a lot of the Australians have been very kind and uh, it's one of the very few worlds that actually uh, looks at um, charities and philanthropy. So that's what I'll be saying. Sure. And we're talking volunteering, of course. 
Yes. So um, that's a really important mix. And, you know, the volunteering is good for everybody, of course. It's good for the heart, good for the soul. Exactly. And it's not all about going to get that statement to say, would you please sign here that I volunteered. Do it because you want to do it. Do it so yeah. it's meaningful. And uh, when it does happen to land on your CV, it looks fantastic. Um, I know different people that I've interviewed for many years. It's one of the first things I'll go to. It's not so much about their certificate, blah, blah. But tell us more about your volunteering role there. What do you get out of it? What do you like it? So I think that really exposes about a person's personality and their belief. Yeah, and you learn so much for uh, volunteering and charity work. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big advocate. Um, you know, for, to you know, if you even for especially for some of the young graduates, I say, look, it's no longer you know the 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 most the, the high score or anything. It's it's actually more how rounded you are in terms of not only uh, academically but also um, your your you know I guess contribution. And and I think charity has always been. Uh, or volunteering has always been a great way not only to make yourself feel really good about the contribution, but also to meet new people, um, but also to and to really uh, be passionate about cause, something that you might not have found. You know, I, I always say try different uh, volunteering to ensure that you can, uh, you find the one because not everyone uh, will have, you know, uh, one particular one. And it's only for a journey that you really see what you want to do. But yes, uh, volunteering uh, is one of the big things I recommend and people, uh, always uh, uh, find it strange because a lot of the co- a lot of the countries that I've spoken to, volunteering is not very big, and so uh, it's it's a real eye opener for some of them. Mm. But at the end of the day, volunteering has to work for that person too. Okay, they could go there because they're following their heart and soul. Uh, there's no guarantee that you're going to be received well. Yeah, and that's just life. Yeah, isn't it? You know, whether you go to a coffee shop or go to any sort of business or uh, environment, you hope that you'll be received in the right spirit doesn't always happen. Phil, it's been fantastic uh, talking with you. I would like to close by acknowledging again that people are overseas listening to this who may be considering coming to Australia or that are international students who are really struggling right now with uh, unconscious racism, conscious racistness, just feeling really uneasy. Any simple tips that you might want to share based on your advocacy experience? Look, I I just really want to add... um, you know, 99% of the people I've met and also here in Australia are, um, either some of the kindest people that I've, I've ever met in, in, in all my travels. Um, I always say if I ever did getting, uh, you know, touch wood, uh, I don't get sick or get in trouble in some way. It's, I, I really hope it's in Australia because really the people here has just been absolutely amazing. Uh, it's, you know, I've seen the many times, yes, there have been some attacks on some of the students and everything, but, also, what is not reported is the amount of support that is uh, shown or given to them. So I think Australians, um, you know, if you are going to come here to study, I think this, there is no better place in the world. Australians is the one of the most kindest uh, uh, countries in the world, uh, in my opinion, if not the best, but I'm biased. You know, what can you do about that? But at the same time, I think also we also, if you do come here, I think you will t- you will learn so much. Uh, not only because uh, of yourself, but also uh, there are so many other uh, students uh, in, that come from international other countries that I think you know you will be able to uh, really absorb yourself in this melting pot of multiculturalism that is uh, Australia. Um, so I think uh, definitely you know uh, consider it, um, and uh, uh, we really do would welcome you. Phil, thank you so much for coming on the So Podcast. For my listeners, just a reminder, all my episodes are available on my website, johnmckenna.com.au. 
They're available also on YouTube for people who would like to connect to captioning and transcription. So, Phil, thanks very much for your time today. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.